the Arkansas State game, second game of the Illini season. Uh, Arkansas State Red Wolves coached by Mike Pilato, who will come into town with a 1-0 mark. They were able to beat the pesky Harding squad um, to start the season 81-55. Arkansas is ranked. They're a top 200 team on Ken Palm. Um, you know, somewhere in that range they are. They finished last year at 252 on Ken Palm. Known for, uh, you know, being shot the three ball really well last year. Um, not sure they have that same, you know, three-point accuracy. They only hit, um, you know, in their first outing, they were actually only three out of 16 from three. But they do have some intriguing players. They've got a transfer from Arkansas by the name of Desi Sills. Desi Sills um, had 21 points in 20 minutes in their first game. Sills is a um, played for three years at Arkansas. During that time, shot 35% from three, had new, multiple 20-point games. Nice offensive rating, uh, shot 67% from the line, 50% from two. Um, just a very good offensive player. So that's going to be he's a six-foot, um, you know, a six-foot-two guard um, who can you can score at all three levels. So it's going to be interesting. Going to be a tough uh, matchup, especially if Illinois doesn't have you know defensive stopper Trent Frazier available, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. The other guy I like um, from their team is a guy named uh, Norshad Omier, who is a six-seven. 232-pound freshman. Now, obviously, if Illinois had, you know, a Kofi Coburn in there, you, you, you know, this is a Jamaican kid who you probably wouldn't worry about. You'd think that, uh, you know, Illinois center from Jamaica would outplay him. But um, he's a kid who had a uh, – he's a freshman in large part because of, you know, COVID. He actually played last year. But he had a nice year last year. Um, did some good things. More Obviously, an inside player. 52% shooter from three. Very good rebounder. Tremendous rebounder. Um, you know, much like the kid the other day who they played um, against Jackson State. So very similar type player in that regard. So anyway, these are these, – there's a lot of uh, – this team's much better than Jackson State, and they're going to be a – it's going to be a much more competitive game when you look at uh, this this game. I think you're going to see Illinois have to, um, um, you know, play a little bit better in this one. Now, I mentioned Arkansas State does shoot, shot three well, well last year. They're not a three-point shooting team, though. They don't shoot a ton of threes. They just shot a real nice percentage, uh, 26 in the country in three-point shooting um, overall out of over 300 teams in Division One. Um, they finished, you know, uh, seven and eight in conference play in the Sun Belt. Sun Belt's a league you, you probably don't spend a lot of time watching the Sun Belt. Uh, Georgia State, Texas State, Coastal Carolina, South Alabama, Appalachian State actually got in last year. Um, very lots of um, you know up and you know lots of teams that have a lot of parity. No no dominant team um, a year ago. Um, over the years, you know we've seen Little Rock do well. Arkansas Little Rock. We have seen you know Georgia State have some quality teams. Georgia Southern. Um, Louisiana Lafayette at one point, but um, but now now you look at it, it's a little bit different. Where you feel like they are um, they're just a solid little a low major league, um, one of the middle of the road leagues, I guess. So maybe they're a mid major. They're a little bit better than the Horizon, maybe not quite at the level of you know the MAC or something like that. So anyway, it's a, it's gonna be a good test for Illinois. So I guess the big question we come down to, you know, Brad Underwood talked today about who is going to be you know, available. And he said, it's still to be determined. Um, we know Kofi's not playing. Um, so that's a given that leaves, you know, Omar Payne, Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk, 
and Coleman Hawkins up front um, as guys who are going to have to, you know, fill in and take that take the place there. But I guess that you know the big question comes down to. I would be very surprised if Austin Hutcherson plays based on what I was told when he had his first injury. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this on the message boards on IlliniGuys.com. But um, Austin Hutcherson, is a, you know, when he took that nasty fall, I think precautionary um, measure, I'd be surprised if he plays. I do think that Andre Corbello, um, since he's been going through workouts now for a week, um, should be available as long as he hasn't had any setbacks um, from his you know, um, protocol over con- concussion suffered in the second exhibition game. Trent Frazier, a little bit more dicey, I think, comes down to pain tolerance. Um, Trent says he's fine, says he could play if, you know, if he needed to. But again, you don't want to have anything happen to him because you're going to need him uh, coming up. You're going to need him at Marquette. You're going to need him against Cincinnati. And you're going to need him against Arkansas, likely, in in Kansas City. So, these are these are games. It's one of those. It's a tough decision. You have to make those decisions. Decide what you're going to do. And I think in this case, uh, Illinois is going to err on the side of trying to get one of those guards out on the floor. They were impressed. One thing that impressed me out of the last game was the fact that they did get some playmaking out of. You know, we talked about Coleman Hawkins, but um, you know, and Demonte Williams playing some point. You know, point forward type roles. But Alfonso Plummer showed a little more than maybe we thought we knew. And Underwood even mentioned that in his press conference previewing the game where there's probably a little bit more to him than, than we thought. Um, and I, I think he's the kind of player that, you know, we as he develops throughout the season, I know he's a fifth-year guy, but he does not have, you know, maybe the experience that a Frazier or Williams has. He hasn't had the, the same amount of, you know, time on the floor, especially, you know, running a team or anything like that. So I think in this case, it's, um, it's just where he has to, you know, he, he's got, showed him some things that they hadn't seen. Didn't see him do it at Utah. And so now he's shown a little more. And so I think that'll be uh, very interesting to, uh, to see how this, see how this goes. Now, Arkansas State, a um, little bit of background on them. They're going to, they're going to see a little bit of pressure. Not a lot of full court pressure. Although I, I'll be honest with you, I would not be surprised for that a team like this to use some full court pressure against the Illinois team if you know, especially if Curbelo and Frazier are not in the lineup. I mean, I would um, put a little more pressure on them, make them handle it against pressure, make them bring them all up. You know, Brandon. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it forces Illinois to use a Brandon Pajemski um, and make him. Uh, step up and, and handle the ball a little bit. So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. I do think that Illinois um, is is going to be, you know, this is a game they very much should win. But, again, it's a, it's a tougher team. You've got high major talent over there. And so it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I like this. I like Illinois to win this one. Um, if I'm, you know, I'm picking this one, I'm going to pick them to win this game. Uh, somewhere in the, I do expect, I'm going to use it with the expectation that Andre Carbello is playing um, or, or Trent Frazier, maybe even both guys. I, I predict Illinois will get in the 80s. I think it's going to be, you know, they only won 71 47 first one. I think this is going to be right around 80 to 54, something like that, 80 to 55. Um, a similar uh, win uh, from a point differential because I think they're going to be a little bit stronger than they were the first time. And that, then they head into Marquette. So that's our that's our 
prediction when we look at this game. I, I do think obviously getting healthy is extremely important for this Illinois team as they're building on the future. Um, Illinois didn't run, you know, if you look at the last game, Illinois didn't run much of the offense that they're actually going to run when the season, real season begins. You know, when Kofi's back, you're, you're not going to see a lot of the stuff. You'll see a, you couldn't even run a lot of ball screens because you don't have those point guards. You don't have Andre Carbello out there running those ball screens. You don't have a Trent Frazier even running those ball screens. So they miss a lot of guys that were open, you know, you know, kudos to DeMonte Williams for stepping up, but it's just not the same. So you saw him run a lot of spread action. You saw him run a, there was actually a couple of horn sets um, that they will use. I, I would assume they're going to continue to use, but overall they're not going to run the spread with the guys. You don't want Kofi handling ball at the pinch post or things like that. So I don't think that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see, you know, more things like they were in last year, ball screens, guys, you know, dribble handoff, um, into ball screens that'll create some some uh, penetration, and also you got those guys running to the rim, which is where you know Payne and Coburn are just you know deadly running to the rim like that. So you're gonna see more of that as we move forward once they get their point guards back in play. So that's the preview for Arkansas State. Of course, you know it's a it's a big week um, for Illinois, and um, it's not a week that is um, you know it's not just about basketball. It's also signing week um, for Atlanta Athletics, so there's a ton of kids that signed. And since we're focused on basketball, we'll start there. We got um, Sincere Harris and Jay Nepps. Um, Jay Nepps is a kid who is, you know, a top 75 player nationally. He's a kid that is uh, we got to see play this summer. Uh, I got to watch him play in July. He has what impresses you about him is his burst. Um, he's six foot one. He's got a great burst. He can get to the basket. He can shoot the three. He just has a great ability to score the basketball. You know, as uh, as Chester Frazier, uh, Illinois assistant coach who recruited him, taught, says he's he's a bucket. Um, he's a guy who can get buckets. We saw him average 37 points a game last week against the overtime elite teams, uh, teams that are packed with guys who are going to be taken in the first round or have first round potential in the in the upcoming draft. So this is the kind of kid who can put up points. Um, you know, he's also can pass. But I think the most impressive thing in being a 6'1", he is such a fantastic finisher. His ability to use his body, his ability to create angles, um, score off the glass, floaters, runners, um, is just special. Um, his layup, we always talk about a layup package. You know, can you finish here or there? And he has a layup package. It's It's amazing. He has the ability to, you know, take the ball to the basket and also, um, you know, and, and find a way to finish over bigger players, find gaps and creases in the defense. And obviously when you can shoot the ball like he does, you've got that, you know, quick first step. It's, it's very difficult to guard him. He's also strong enough that he's going to be able to defend almost immediately in the big 10. So that's obviously huge. And then sincere Harris is the kid from Akron, Ohio. Um, sincere. We didn't get to see playing July and August. We did get to see a pickup game where, um, but Sincere is a kid who is just the ultimate competitor. He's 6'4", he's long. He's probably actually more of a point than Epps is, although he, he's also a very good scorer. He can get a basket when he needs to, but he's probably more of a um, kind of a, a point guard, a, a guy who can create for others and distribute the ball, get in the paint, kick out. But at 6'4", with his length and athleticism, he can finish. He's a guy who can finish the as well. He can shoot it from deep. He shoots off the dribble. 
Um, just love his competitiveness. I think he has a chance. You know, we talk about, you know, Trent Frazier being a potential, you know, defensive player of the year. I think Sincere Harris is that kind of capability. I think he has the same kind of competitiveness there where he's going to take pride in the defensive end. And I think down the road, you know, sophomore, junior year, he's going to be a defensive stopper with on the wing or on the perimeter with his 6'4 size and his length. So, these are kids. It's a special group so far. Illinois is also, you know, hot and heavy, deep with Ty Rogers, um, who has, you know, just moved to Harvey Thornton from Michigan. He was at Grand Blanc up in Michigan. Now he's at Harvey Thornton, playing for his AAU coach, Ty Streets. Of course, uh, Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson is very tight with uh, uh, Coach Streets at, at Thornton and, and uh, with the Mean Streets program overall. But I would say that, you know, Illinois feels like they're in good position with Ty Rogers. Is it's, you know, it's signing week. We'll see if he signs this fall. Um, the hope is that he will sign this fall. Illinois is in good position. So you really don't want to wait until the spring for him to sign. You don't want to go through a whole season like that. Even if he, you know, I think if he commits, they'd be fine. But I mean, you probably don't want to wait until you see what happens. If you're not going to announce till April or May or something like that. It's a long time to go. So many things can happen. I think he's going to have a, you know, just a massive year at Thornton and really be a, you know, one of the, top players in Illinois, um, you know, there. Uh, and possibly, you know, even a Mr. Basketball candidate because he's going to have that kind of season. Women's basketball also signed four. So men's basketball, obviously, they're in a the really good place. Women's basketball signed four. Actually, we got a connection to – we're able – you know, been able to see some of them play. The one one girl I have uh, – I've seen video on um, all of them. I, I think they brought in a 6-1 forward by, from Massachusetts by the name of Samantha Dewey. Dewey is, um, you know, number two ranked player in um, Massachusetts. She's a uh, very, very good player. She's a, you know, rebounder, you know, tough player in, you know, plays kind of inside out. Then you brought in the, the, I guess the star of the women's class is Camille Jackson. Um, she is from originally from Chicago. Corey Irvin, huge in getting her to, uh, to, you know, commit. She is a kid that is a four-star top, you know, 65 recruit. She is the top 50, in, in, according to Prep Hoops as well, and, that one of, and arguably the top one or two players in Illinois in the class of 22. She's a Butler College Prep. Um, she's won the, uh, you know, league championship with them for a couple of years. And so she's the big, I guess, the big name in this recruiting class. There are a couple of kids they really like. Hannah Mule, who is a, from Croatia. Um, she had played for, uh, you know, on the FIBA circuit. Uh, she is a, a kid who can really score, um, shoots the ball well, does a lot of things well. She has the ability to rebound the ball, pass the ball, create, shoot, um, does a little bit of everything, just a very versatile, versatile player. Um, and so she has a very high IQ player. I think that's one of the most important things. Very good with the decision, decision maker, and that's going to be really important for Coach Faye. And then the last player also is uh, Lisa Tapanen, who is from Finland, uh, European route for Illinois. She is a you know big kid, six foot four, the biggest kid on the team, um, six five possibly. Um, very tall. She's uh, obviously um, being from Finland. She played in some FIBA stuff, and um, scored you know about twelve and ten there. Um, also passes well, so. She's uh she's very able to very good at uh being able to get deep touches, score in the paint, this post scorer. 
and she's developing the ability to score more maybe on the perimeter, but she's a she's a talented kid that they're really excited about. So from the basketball standpoint, obviously a great um, great haul for the Illini women and men as the women are trying to real build back their program, get it back to where it you know was maybe you know 20 years ago when they were one of the top teams in the Big Ten. And um, Big Ten's loaded though, so it's going to be a tough year to kind of really climb that ladder. Even if you show improvement, maybe your record doesn't uh, convey that as much. Um, but overall, you know, that's a, it's, it's obviously they're in a, they're getting a better place. They've assistant coaches, you know, a couple new hires. I think that coach Faye has the right people in place. And uh, I think they have a chance to be uh, really kind of build this over the next uh, year, two, three years and, and get it to where they need to be. Uh, with regards to the men program, of course, uh, like we said, Arkansas state Friday night, very excited to see that happen. Um, that uh, going to be a 8 PM start late night um but it's gonna be fun i think it's a game that you know illinois it's a good test for illinois people talk you see all these college basketball games you know that are going on early on and you're, you're seeing a lot of difficult you know or close matchups between well, why is this um close or why are these these upsets and you there's so much transition in rosters anymore that um you see a kid the you know, sills who goes from arkansas to arkansas state for example can really make a difference. I mean, you you give them a guy who can get his create his own, and it just really changes a team. Um, so those are the kind of things that happen I- anymore, and you you may not even know it. You know, it's a kid who comes from here or there. Mid majors have more kids; they they're older. Um, even the high majors are trying to kind of work their transfers in to a system where they have talented freshmen who are gonna gonna struggle at times. So. These are the kind of things. I mean, these early games, you're going to see a lot of upsets or a lot of close games. You saw, you know, Ohio State haven't needed a buzzer beater to beat Akron. You know, I watched some of the Kennesaw State Creighton game, which you know, Kennesaw State Creighton's let been behind half both of their games so far. Um, these are things that you know are going to happen. Um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it should happen, but. This is why they play the games in college basketball, and they're so early game, early season games are so difficult to kind of predict. Um, you know, we saw Maryland struggle against George Washington. Um, you know, after you know beating Quinnip- Quinnipiac pretty handily, but the George Washington GW game, you know, very close game all the way down, and and that's the way these games are going to be. And a lot of these games because they're they're taking their shot. These uh, you don't do as much possible game prep for these preseason games you don't have as much film on these teams early on especially when you're considering you know what they have um, available um you know as far as like they haven't played games or they have played a game they haven't shown much i mean illinois shown basically nothing from an offensive standpoint over what they're going to do uh so you you don't get that scouting that is a huge advantage at the high major level because you have so many staffers and they watch so much film and and they have the ability to do that. And that, that does give them a huge advantage um, it, when they have that scouting. And now you don't have that early in the season because you don't have film on a lot of these teams. I mean, some teams, I mean, I think uh, I don't. I think Baylor's playing their first game. Teams played one game. And some of these games are against teams that aren't very good, so they don't show much, like Illinois. I mean, I, I don't think they showed anything against Jackson State that's going to help Arkansas State in their prep. Um, so they don't even know who's going to be on the floor. So that's tough for them, but it's also tough for Illinois because Arkansas State didn't show anything against Harding that you're going to see on film. Um, so they're going back to watch tendencies with Sills, probably with film from Arkansas. In fact, I know that's what they're doing. Um, they're looking at his buckets from Arkansas. What does he do? 
um, in these situations. So scouting's a big part of it, but you're going to see some close games. Um, don't be alarmed if somebody loses, you know, one of these key teams. Um, you're going to have bad stretches. You're going to have uh, some games where you struggle, but it's okay. Um, that's just, you know, part of it right now. And coming off the COVID stuff, I think uh, everybody's kind of trying to feel their way through this college basketball season. So that, that kind of concludes our talk about basketball and signing day. I do want to bring up one um, other thing. I, I think that, you know, one of the um, – they also had signing day for, for Illinois baseball, and and it was uh, – you know, they had a nice group, uh, four pitchers, six players signed at the baseball team. But I don't think that was the big um, news from the, um, uh, from the baseball uh, standpoint. I think the 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 – the um, Illinois 23 commit Ryan Jefferson uh, was probably the story. I, I think that uh, Jefferson, who uh, he uh, committed suicide um, uh, just a few weeks ago, it's just a, it's a tragic, tragic, you know, just a tragedy. He's a, it was an Illinois commit in 2023, young kid, you know, and, and so just make sure that, you know, so this is kind of my PSA here, you know, kids, if you're listening, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, get out, talk to somebody, talk to friends, talk to your coaches, talk to um, teachers, talk to your parents, older sibling. Find somebody you can talk to. There's somebody out there who cares about you, uh, wants to hear that. And adults, you know, family, please check on these kids. It's been a rough 20 months for them. Um, make sure that we're taking care of each other as we go through this this uh, this time period and that we are – you know, trying to, you know, help everyone, help each other through it, um, doing what's best for everyone involved. And, you know, so let's be with, you know, help these kids out. You know, we got a lot of kids and, you know, on the Illinois campus and also kids who are planning to go to Illinois. And you just, you, you know, since this is line I base, I'm focused on them. But, you know, this goes for everybody. This goes for, you know, all the kids out there who are, you know, whether high school age or younger. Um, it, it's a tough time. And so make sure that, you know, ask for help. And make sure you offer help and check on them, you know, be with, you know, make sure you're engaged with them. So I guess, you know, this is when, you know, this is one of those things, you know, with Ryan, Ryan Jefferson's tragedy, this happens, but hopefully, you know, someone out there hears this and learns from it. And we end up with uh, maybe somebody, you know, gets help that they need. So, so that this, the, the next tragedy can be averted. So anyway, sturdy for 30. Thanks for listening.